this episode. Now he's been with Charles Schwab for 27 years. He's been the CEO since 2008. So he's been there a long time and he's been CEO for a long yeah, time. Yeah, 2008. Throughout college, he'd maintained like a perfect score, you know, 4.0 GPA. And so he turns over the piece of paper and it's blank on the other side is 12. I'm never going to ignore the, the dotties in my life. Oh, nice. We get taught all of these things in our MBAs and, and college degrees, but not really the people stuff. It's so simple. You manage things, you lead people. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan. And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. Now, Mark, I believe you have a story for us. Um, maybe we just get straight into it. What have you yeah, got? Yeah, let's rock and roll. Got a tiny little thing. Right. Beautiful. So Charles Schwab, uh, which is a bank, not a person. Uh, it's one of the biggest banks in the US, you know, 26,000 uh, staff. And their CEO is a guy called Walt Bettinger. Now, he's been with Charles Schwab for, for 27 years. He's been the CEO since 2008. So he's been there a long time and he's been CEO for a long yeah, time. Yeah, 2008. Wow. Yeah, he grew up in the Midwest, so kind of a, a normal upbringing, and uh, went to uh, you know, the state university, you know, no Ivy League there. But he was a smart guy. Um, throughout college, he maintained like a perfect score, you know, 4.0 GPA, and uh, uh, he's pretty happy with that. And it came down to the, his final exam was a business strategy exam, and so he'd done lots of study, which he you know, which he always did, and was very well prepared for the exam, walks in and the professor puts a piece of paper down in front of everybody, single piece of paper, um, blank piece of paper down, and then walks back to the front of the room and says, turn your exam papers over. And so he turns over the piece of paper and it's blank on the other side as well, <laughs> which is a bit of a surprise. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the professor said, all right, we've been together for 10 weeks. I've taught you everything I can teach you. But the most important message, the most important question is this one and this is what you have to you have to write the answer to this question on your exam paper what is the name of the lady who cleans this building <laughs> right <laughs> and and bettinger had no idea um you know, he gets a b for the exam uh or he fails the exam gets a b for the subject it was the only subject where he didn't get like a perfect gpa right and he says that uh uh, it taught him a perfect lesson because the lady's name who cleaned the building, her name was Dottie. Yeah. And he'd seen her a lot, but he'd never bothered really to figure it, you know, to ask her what her name was or, or even care. And so anyway, he says, this is the only test I've ever failed. And I got the B and I deserved it. And I, uh, and, and I, you know, his resolution was I'm, I'm never going to ignore the, the Dotties in my life. Oh, nice, nice. And, you know, what a great, like, story-triggering exercise that Professor threw in there, right? Because he, oh, he, yeah. I'm assuming that he would have thought most people would have failed that test, right? So it yep. was a great eye-opener for, for all those students, um, you know, to, uh, you know, it'll be something they wouldn't forget, right? So it's a, a story-triggerer. I think that's fantastic, right? Yes, Yes, the surprise, just like this. None of them would have forgotten the surprises they turned over and it's a blank sheet of paper. And then, yeah, the question who clean, what's the name of the cleaner in a business strategy course? That's, yes, right, exactly. I've got to like, like, like that professor's style. Yeah, 
Well, I, the the bit in that story I really liked was the fact that he had one sheet of paper for the exam and it was blank, and and I thought, oh, that's unusual. And then turning, I could see that picture of now turn over your exam papers and it's still blank. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. a great little jolt, isn't it? Because it's not what we're expecting. Um, and then, of course, the question he asks uh, everyone there. Uh, so that, to me, that's the real crux of that story. You know, just the turning over the the exam paper and and asking the question, which everyone's going, "Oh my God, I've no idea." Um, yeah, I think um, it's a nice little story, isn't it? It's like a little compact story. Um, mm-hmm. What were what were you trying to get across? What were the things that you really wanted to hit home in that story? You know, as you were thinking about it. Oh, I, I wanted to, you know, I, I, the visual element of turning over the piece of paper and the yeah. surprise of that. And yep. then this, just the, I was trying to get across the surprise of the question. Right. Yeah. The name of the lady who cleans the building. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a, it's a great example of how we get taught all of these things in our MBAs and, and college degrees, but not really the people stuff. And yeah. Yeah, that's a great that's a great reminder that there is a whole bunch to uh, being a leader, other than you know stats and strategies and documents. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and, and you know this idea of remembering names too is just so important. I was um, watching uh, something on TV the other day, and t- the, the person was talking about Tom Cruise coming onto their sort of talkback show, and. Um, and as he arrives, Tom Cruise introduces him. You know, it gets introduced to everyone. You know, uh, you know the people in the crew, and and you know the people obviously who are going to be on the show. And then at the end, Cruise goes around to every person and sort of says, "Oh, I'll see you, Donna. It was great to meet you. Oh, Michael, fantastic uh, there on the camera. Uh, like he remembers every person's name as he walks out the door, right? Whoa, and and." And the guy who was sort of making the observation, he sort of says, you know, being Tom Cruise is a full-time job and it's him being Tom Cruise, right? This is this is the sort of star power type thing. So, you know, the, just that idea of remembering names, though, is has a phenomenal impact. Uh, I know for me, when I walk into a workshop, I have to write all the names down on my note, just where everyone's sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't take very long then to get everyone's names in your head. And it has a it's almost like an essential element for facilitating a workshop, isn't it? You know? Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think it's an, and also of course that story, you start off by just setting little context, enough context for us to know that this guy is a smart guy. He's come from, you know, probably humble beginnings and he's an A, you know, an A plus student, you know, so to, to have that one thing that brings him down to a B for that particular course would be a dagger to the heart, right? For that guy. Yeah, and 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 that's no surprise that it's a big lesson to him. So imagine, uh, you know, these days, of course, everyone would be complaining to the vice chancellor um, that, you know, how dare they not be tested on the thing that, you know, that they expect oh, yeah. to be tested on. So anyway, that's an aside. Um, yeah, that's a. What would you What would you do to make that a better story? Do you think? Is there anything in it that? Um, you would try to improve upon? Well, I, I guess I, I would share uh, with the listeners that the first time I told it, I, I spent way too long at the front end doing the setup and had too many details. 
And so that's a trap you can easily fall into. You know, the more research yeah. you do into your story, the more information you have, but that doesn't mean you need to use it. And so, uh, yeah, that, the first time I told it, there was way too much information. And I think, Sean, that you you said uh, yeah, it was it was kind of um, you spent so much. I spent so much time in the in the lead up that it kind of diminished the 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 impact. You know, it wasn't. Yes, I think I was expecting too- a bigger punch. Yeah. From the beginning, but by crunching yeah. it down, it just balanced it out nicely. Yeah. yeah. Now I can't. I think it's a really nice little telling. It's a nice one to put in the story bank, and and I bet anything that other people who are listening to this, our, our audience is listening to this, can think of their own versions of that. You know, their own versions of, you know, the importance of remembering people's names and 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 knowing, you know, everyone in the organisation, for example. Um, so yeah, love, lovely little story, fantastic. Okay, is there anything else? Where would we, where would you use this story in a in a business context, mate? Well, yeah, as a leader. Oh, and by the way, just before I go into that, yeah, for kind of been in this space for so many, you know, for many decades, and one thing that that bugs me a lot is is the you know the lengthy uh, arguments that people make about the difference between leadership and management oh yeah and right. uh, I just there's a couple there's one that I've always used and one that I came across recently that I'll share with you yeah uh, so the, the thing I, I always say um, managers read and write leaders talk and listen and then just the other day I had it's so simple you manage things you lead people and so this is a leadership lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like so, that. I like that. You lead people. So yeah. you know, and and so if I'm if I'm trying to encourage people to be better leaders, I this is a story that I might use to go. Hey, it's it's the little things that make a big difference. Let yeah. me give you an example. Yeah, I can imagine too that every now and then, probably more than every now and then, you bump into. A, a senior person who hasn't learned that lesson somewhere along the line, you know, they've got tied up in their status and their, you know, their importance. Um, and if you told them straight out, right, hey, you really need to do X, Y, and Z, there's a good chance it just bounces off them. But I think a little mm-hmm. story like this sort of enables them to think, well, God, the CEO of Charles Swab, um, you know, he's a senior guy. Maybe I can do something similar. You know, it just sort of it changes that dynamic a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I think that in any mentoring situation, this yep. is this is a mm-hmm. great story that you could use. Yeah, yeah, and I think it works really well when you're talking to other financial people. Like, for example, it wouldn't go down that well, I don't think, if you were talking to a not-for-profit leader or something like that, because they don't see the you know, they don't see themselves in the story particularly. You know, it's sort of, yeah, it's, it has a certain audience, I think, this the particular story. Totally, totally. And, and so, you know, we do lots of pro bono work for, for a number of charities. And tomorrow I'm working with, uh, with Starlight, the, yeah. the children's charity. And this is not a story I'll use there. No, so, You're not, you don't pull out a Charles Schwab story, do you? <laughs> no, no, you definitely, <laughs> definitely not. But, you know, this is a you know tomorrow is a good opportunity for a Fred Hollows story. Indeed, very good. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so it's just a thing about relevance. 
yeah, relevance. Pick your audience. Okay, let's give it a score. Um, I'm giving this a solid seven. Uh, it is a, a good little story that uh, if I, I got to remember to tell it, that was the, that would be the thing. But I'll definitely go in my story bank and um, uh, be there to to use. What are you going to give it, Mike? Yeah, I'm giving it a seven as well. Not because I don't like the story, but because I um, that that I don't know. It's it's it doesn't seem to have as many applications as other stories. And one of the things that I like to score on is versatility and and uh, its its ability to be used widely. And I'd be very interested for any of our listeners to give some feedback on some of the potential business applications of this story that you see, yeah. because there, there's there's possibly others that Sean and I haven't covered. And so we'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear those. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, everyone, thanks for listening in to Anecdotally Speaking. And of course, uh, tune in next week where you'll hear another episode of how to put your stories to work. Bye for now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.